we're not we're not picking fights the same way we did with the picture element and we did pick fights there hello spacers from austin texas i'm christopher schmidt and today's show i'm joined with matt marquis he's an exclusive web developer at boku and author of the newly released javascript for web designers book published by a book apart before we get started with our conversation with Matt, some notes on where I'll be and some words from our sponsors. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Christopher Schmidt, at Telject, T-E-L-E-J-E-C-T. Also, I'll be emceeing the SAS Summit, which is a full-day virtual front-end UX design conference that you can attend online this December 14th. Free recordings with registration at sassummit.com. Set it and forget it with a non-breaking space show newsletter. Whenever a new show is ready, you'll be notified in, right in your inbox when you sign up at newsletter.nonbreakingspace.tv. Find show notes and links talked about today's show at nonbreakingspace.tv. And as always, thank you for subscribing, commenting, liking, and telling others about Nonbreaking Space Show on iTunes. Now, forever in our hearts, on with the show. Um, yeah, so last we talked, uh, which is a long time ago, it was like 2012, uh, some things have changed since then. Mostly, uh, well, not mostly, but like one of the things was that we were talked about is you're leading the responsive images group. The working, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a working group. Is that, is there a right title for it or is it Citizens? Pirate Radio Working Group. Pirate Radio. I mean, yeah. Technically, it was a, technically a community group. Um, yeah. Then we just kind of started publishing stuff. Yeah. As though we were a working group, which is not the not the anticipated model for community groups, but it worked out okay. Yeah, and then um, and so now we have uh, uh, several solutions. I guess I don't know if you want to say that it's like uh, the picture element for HTML5, uh, sizes and source set attribute. Yep. For that, is there? I'm not, I'm not missing anything else, right? I mean, that's which is not. I'm not like shortchanging it, but that's a lot. But just like that, mm-hmm. that that's a lot to go through. So. Uh, is is there active development in the community for more for more stuff? Well, I mean, we have one one other big push. Um, there's been a bunch of like little peripheral efforts. The big push originally was we want native responsive images in markup, which we got picture elements, source set and sizes, um, which is awesome. And then sort of yeah, it's, I'm not mad about it. Um, <laughs> But then we had sort of little offshoots of the RICG kind of spearheading other related efforts. Like there was the effort to get this markup into the WordPress core that mm-hmm. was led by a couple of members of the RICG. There's um, some work going on with client hints. Uh, Yoav Weiss has continued like championing all manner of performance related stuff at the browser level, um, which I like to think partially due to the RICG, but it's, I mean, the RICG was always designed like nebulous by design. Like it's just a group of like-minded developers and designers who want to get stuff done and to sort of run it all through that, like the RICG as a central body would sort of do away with that, kind of defeat the purpose. So it was basically a rally point for a bunch of people to come together. And now they've sort of like split off and they're all kind of doing their own things in the same vein, which is I think the ideal outcome for the RICG. Uh, but there is one new relatively big push that hasn't really found much traction yet, 
by design uh, for container queries, which are effectively media queries that are bound to the size of an element's containing element rather than the viewport. Mm -hmm. So you create like a super modular, like a pattern library full of independent modules that can live anywhere throughout a site. You drop one into a larger area, it responds to that larger area and reflows accordingly. You drop it into a sidebar and you don't have to scope everything to like a parent class. It reacts the same way the viewport reacts. Um, that has not really charged ahead. Mm. Um, we're, not, we're not picking fights the same way we did with the picture element. Yeah. And we did pick fights there. Um, mostly because there are some like vague promises of APIs that will allow developers to kind of build their own container query solution, um, like Houdini and the like, um, resize observers, that sort of thing, which I think is a necessary first step to kind of build like a picture fill for container queries to kind of prove the use case to show, hey, people want this, people are using this in production now, let's, let's adapt the platform to, to match. Um, but that's sort of been a holding pattern until we get access to more of that. Yeah, it, just, it seems like when when we're doing the responsive images group, it was just like, it just seems so obvious if you had designed a website for yeah. responsive web design and that there was blow, like not blowback, but just hardship like from people who were doing the spec that they didn't really get it. Like they didn't yeah. really deal with that. And so I felt like uh, we picked, like, if you said like pick fights, but I feel like it's like if you know something it's so well, I feel like it's just like you're at the, I don't think it's a, picking a fight so much but uh but yeah i mean that was our original tack was we kind of showed up like we are excited to work together with the standards <laughs> body and solve this problem in short order yeah um, <laughs> and that, that isn't really how that played out ultimately but yeah i mean the, the biggest thing to come of it outside of a couple of markup patterns is that we sort of we sort of proved a need yeah. for for some kind of path for developers and designers to get more involved in that stuff and that's that's materializing with like the wicg and right the expanded community groups effort. I mean, originally it was like, here's a WordPress blog. Good luck doing web standard kids. And now it's mm -hmm. treated with more, more seriousness, I guess. Well, that's good. Cause there's been a couple efforts that I've, I've seen in my old age of, uh, of, of designers trying to help developers like to help, but like contribute some way. And it's just the, the hurdles involved. It's just really hard. So, um, yeah. so I mean, my hat's off to you to, Stick with responsible images groups for so long and, and champion that. So that's pretty it's a pretty awesome thing to do, Matt. So that's kudos to you and the, and the okay. whole team. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and I've said this plenty of times in plenty of venues. I get precious little credit for all of that. Yeah. I am like RICG chief noisemaker and chair in name alone. Yeah, there are so many people so much smarter than I am that are responsible for a lot of the, like on the ground work, writing the specs, doing the development. Right. Um, and I just am super loud. <laughs> oh. There you go. But yeah, and I write that, a good angry email. That's my whole claim to fame in web standards. Right. And as you said, there's plenty more work to do. Like I love the, I love client hints a lot and I, and I hope that that comes to fruition uh, sooner than later. So, and, and what you're talking about, like making sure designers have a, I guess a, a seat at the table. I think that was, um, I've seen um, what comes next. What, what comes next is the future the documentary with Matt Griffin. I've seen like, uh, four or five times now. And so I think that's, that's kind of like your mission statement. Like that's kind of like your, would you oh, say yeah. your main contribution to, to the documentary was talking about that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's a fight I keep on picking in various venues. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
it's like it's like you said. Um, unless you're doing web development all day every day, you can't like by design have a clear picture of the kind of standards that you need to do your job day to day. At the same time, if you're spending eight hours a day, forty hours a week building websites, you don't have time to be out writing specs or like flying to Portugal at the drop of a hat to be in some W3C meeting to get things done. You know, you're a full-time web developer. By the same right, full-time web standards reps, that's their job. They're really good at writing specs. It's hard work, and it involves a lot of traveling off to places to get a lot of very hard problems solved. But that doesn't leave a lot of time for, like, picking up client work with unsolvable problems, you know? It's plenty of people in web standards are tinkering with their own websites and, like, side projects and stuff you get to call all the shots. And if you run into an impossible situation, it's like, oh, I just won't do that. Client work, day in, day out, you have to solve the impossible problems. Right. So there's, there's sort of a sort of a divide there. So it's been about trying to find ways to involve designers and, and web developers um, without burning through all their time. Because like for the RICG effort, that was a part-time or full-time job for a lot of people. Yeah. And they were, trying, they were making sacrifices and compromises with in their work and their client work. And they knew that, you know, they, they shouldn't have to. And right. uh, we had to do that Indiegogo campaign um, to hire your voice full time to work on this stuff. Right. Exactly. I totally forgot about yeah. that guy. Yeah. We yeah. Did. He, he came to me and he was like, man, look, I, I really, I care about this stuff and I want to get this done. But like, I got kids. And right. it's like, All right, let's, let's figure it out. And that alone, just the idea that a, a bunch of, a, a bunch of developers and designers who didn't know each other at all. were like, all right, let's pool some money. Let's get uh, this done. That, that shook things up in a pretty big way. Well, yeah, you, you put your money where your mouth is, you know, when you're a designer. Right. Like, and I guess, you know, like that, that proves a point to to, to uh, the, the code, uh, the spec writers. It's like, it's like they actually put their money where the mouth is and the guy showed up and started coding with us, you know, and, and contributing, you know, code, which is that very, that respects, you know, get respect for, for on the browser side a lot yeah, more. That's, so. that's when we saw, you know, Google pitching in money and writing blog posts about it and, mm-hmm. you know, trust all of a sudden spiking and Yoav ends up being, I think the first reviewer on the Chromium team to not have like a Google email. address. <laughs> I think he was the first non like Google person to be considered a reviewer for Chromium. And that's, that's huge, yeah. you know? And he, he learned this stuff just to do this. Oh, wow. He wasn't a developer by any stretch. He just like started fishing around in the code bases and was like, I think I can make sense of this. Let's get this done. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise with the um the effort to get this stuff into WordPress. Mm-hmm. The devs that spearheaded that, they they hadn't really done much like core development. They'd done some plugins and stuff. So they started, they built a plug-in, yeah. and then they kinda like announced their intent. We want this into core. How do we make that happen? And WordPress was like I mean, on the back of the R I C G being so loud and so so prominent, it's like, yeah, let's get it done. Yeah, and that was that was amazing to me as someone looking like somewhat times a WordPress user. Just like, hey, I, I you know, I go to WordPress meetups and I would tell people like use use the plugin mm-hmm. and you're like safe. You have to do you have to be aware of your media and how you use it to, to, to make it work. But then like, you know, months later I would come back and say, like, uh, you don't have to worry about it anymore. It's <laughs> just like that's that's yeah. that's that's in how many sites are using, you know, uh like a WordPress. Of all sites. Yeah. Or something wild like that. Yeah. Actually, technically I have a tiny, like a shred of code that's on an awful lot of websites, and that's not terrifying at all. Um, but the, the WordPress step was so, so huge because that markup, like, I don't have to tell you, that markup's kind of a nightmare. Like, it's 
it's a tough problem and a tough problem means a tricky solution. And that stuff like handwriting all that markup for every possible case, you might need it awful. So like automation has always been the goal. And if it fell apart at that step, if it were like, all right, developers, this isn't baked into anything, but here's how you write the image tag from now on. Not, not ideal. So it turned out okay. Also, and this, I mean, WordPress was, I no, Drupal 8, I think, was the first to have responsive images in the core, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, WordPress shortly thereafter. And, you know, from there, all the cool kids have it now, which is <laughs> pretty big. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks. That, you know, I was, I was an observer mostly, too. So I want to say thanks for, for uh, putting that in there. That's awesome. So. Uh, but also, you've been working on a new project, a new book from a book of parts called JavaScript for Web Designers. Yeah. And it launched recently, like last week. Is that right? Or nice. A couple weeks, week or two ago. Yeah. Cool. Is this your first book project? It is. I've chipped in like chapters here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen Robbins, Learning Web Design. I had uh, two chapters on JavaScript in there. Um, a couple of things for like smashing. Um, this is my first like book with my name on the front. Oh, cool! Pretty big. Cool. Awesome. And learn, learn web design is a really great book. That's like one of the first web design educational books out there. So pretty awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So how was writing your first book? Oh my god. Um, I was. Don't quote me on this, but I think I was only a year past the original deadline. No, oh, no problem. Yeah. One one calendar year. I won't. Yeah, I won't. Uh, yeah, don't don't share this with with any of our closest, <laughs> however many friends listening right now. Um, no problem. I yeah, I will say the book writing process was great. Everybody at a book apart is phenomenal to work with, with the exception of me. <laughs> uh, I was I was a nightmare. Yeah, but it it got done, and so helped me. I think it came out pretty well. Not on the merit of me, but on the merit of the many many people involved who saved me from myself with it. Yeah, it's like I've written a few books. It's just it feels like very thankful for other people working on a book. Oh man, <laughs> just like oh man, especially my tech editors because yeah. like the potential for a well actually on a book about JavaScript. Yeah, like if it's happened already, please don't tell me. But I dreaded like popping up on Hacker News or Reddit or one of those. And yeah. Just but man, the tech reviewers I ended up with were unbelievable good. So I'm feeling pretty confident. Cool. Yeah. So what what was the goal for your, for your book? There's plenty of books about JavaScript that are out yeah. there. So what was your what was the initial the main goal or goals? I mean, it it was a couple of things. Um first like I've read I'm not I'll be totally honest. I in so much as nobody is. I'm not great at JavaScript. There's a lot of JavaScript I do not know. Um I've read a lot of books on it and it'll be like page 2. JavaScript was originally called LiveScript. Page 3 like variable scope and hoisting. And it's like, whoa, 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 easy. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I still don't know where the semicolons go. Um, so my goal for this was like, I'm not going to talk down to you. I'm not going to like, this isn't JavaScript for dummies because you're, you write HTML, you write CSS, you're a developer by any measure of the term. Here's how JavaScript works. Hopefully at a pace that's like, it allows you to digest the fundamentals and it doesn't do like ES6 and it doesn't get into like react and all sorts of like the, the monster of the week stuff. Um, that's pretty funny. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's strong fundamentals. Here's how to write every type of loop there is. Here's why they look like this and they don't look normal. Um, but like, this is the gist. This is the language JavaScript. 
Uh, but I don't know. My big, my big overarching goal, and I think I say this explicitly in there, is there's no, there are no like developer developers. Like you don't have a special robot brain that allows, you know, this perfect snowflake developer to write JavaScript, whereas the rest of us are like muddling through just writing CSS and HTML. Like if you're building websites in any capacity, you're a developer. You don't need a special brain. You can learn this. This is okay. And you don't have to like go into it thinking like, I can't wait to write a whole suite of unit tests. But this is like, so you've copied and pasted a couple of jQuery plugins. You've put things, you've moved things around and had stuff break or unbreak. You're not 100% on why. This is, this is the why. Um, so yeah, if there's anything I hate, it's, it's the idea that, that we developers are any more special than anybody else. And I, I hope on some level this book kind of does away with a little bit of that. This isn't like magic. It's just, it's just a language. It's not too bad. Yeah, I will, I would agree that going back to like, um, there's just so many bad JavaScript preferences and I know they mean well, and this is not to make them feel bad, but just, just I, you, they're uneven. Like how you talk about how like the, yeah. you talk about live script, which is like a book from what I expect to read from the nineties about JavaScript. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden you're talking about, you know, hoisting like variables where like, uh, yeah. what, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, and then I feel like, like I give away the big secret that we're all just Googling this stuff constantly as we go. Um, no, I wish that they would put that in Java applications. Can you Google <laughs> yeah, and make like, sense of what you're Googling? That'd be great. So yeah. that'd be more but, honest. Uh, yeah. I put that in there, but like, I mean, you've done it. 90% of the people listening have done it. I'm sure like you, you punch in, I want to learn about this thing and you get in like, websites from 2002 or things that are just wholesale wrong or w3 schools uh, but i repeat myself (laughs) and like this is hopefully this hopefully stands in for a lot of that like all right today i'm going to learn some javascript and then you just charge off into the web and you get god knows what thrown at you this is hopefully enough to give you like a basis yeah i mean that's exactly one of the reasons why we do e4h or online stuff that we do is just because i got sick and tired of finding tutorials that again they mean well but right. they're just they miss a few steps or they're the, off. or it's like yeah, yeah a little bit off or whatever and just to be able to have someone there go through the steps and, and talk you through it and and yeah. deep dive and ask questions back and forth that's it's always great but um but yeah so i've you know i've uh, i've read the book i didn't read, I didn't read every book but, but i've gone through the book and i've i was really you know like no one paid me to I had to buy the book. No one, <laughs> no one gave me the book for free, but uh, but I found like it was really the best example of going over the basics for JavaScript, but also just being really fleshed out about the basics of it. And I thought that was really just a well done in terms of just doing that because I felt like a lot of tutorials I've gone through, I'm not a JavaScript expert. Like I would like to know more about it. And in fact, I, I worked on a project and th- your book came out the same week as I was working on it, and you know, do some JavaScript. And I was able to use your book. To help solve the problem, yeah, I was just like, "Oh, thank God!" So, and um, and uh, and it's just like there's so many tutorials where they did, they miss a few things, like yeah. you know, and um, uh, they just like 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 having console log right away in your book is awesome because it helps me out so much. But uh, but also just going back and talking about uh, listeners events and putting them into the book just helped out a lot. So, yeah. and it, it just felt like it was a very nice methodical approach. 
to bring in every new uh, new item that you add in there. So, um, right to hear that. Yeah. Like what I'm hoping to do away with is I, the majority of my JavaScript is still today my JavaScripting career. It's a lot of like, well, I know this works, but I don't know why I put this word here. But that's what MDM said to do, and it seems fine. Right. And I don't know if I could have skipped over so much of that at like the beginning of my career. If I had like a decent book that was like, yeah, here's here's what to do. Here's the step in the tutorial. But like, let me let me tell you real quick what it does. Yeah. Without getting too weird with terms, you know. But it's good to hear. That's it's good to hear. Again, first book, so I. I'm biting my nails ever since it came out. I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop where someone's like, actually, you're an idiot. <laughs> and this isn't even the right language. And you should be fired. Oh, no. Then I'll just retire to the woods and make chairs. Well, that goes to a whole like imposter syndrome that everyone has, too. So, oh, I, my gosh. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I don't have to tell you about that. So. <laughs> I like you don't tell me about that. No, I'm just a, I'm just a simple carpenter. You know? <laughs> I should have to I'm just a kid from North Cambridge. <laughs> Like everyone has it, so like it's. I feel like yeah. everyone, everyone talks about it. Well, I th- hopefully, I feel like they should talk about it because in that way, we all know everyone is feeling insecure, but they all they all know stuff and stuff like that. So, and I feel bad because we're, we're like we're doing a conference next week and our CSS Dev conference. I just like feel like oh my gosh, you know, we have a lot of new speakers coming and, and it's just like you guys are great, you're awesome. People want to, want to hear you talk, just do a good yeah. job. So and just like and so for you for this book, you know, people want. I think it's a great book. I think people would, who are trying to learn JavaScript will, will deal with it. Uh, my question to you is someone who's now written a book about JavaScript beginning and someone who I guess, works in JavaScript day to day, what are what would be the next steps? Like what would be someone who's go through the basics, read your book, what are the next steps? I mean, you, you have some resources listed at the, at the end of the book, which are like classics to help people, like resources like MDN, yeah, which is also great, but... Like day to day, like what type of stuff do you, you know, if someone wants to use JavaScript daily for the job and become yeah. more developer, engineer type type person, like what type of stuff do you use day to day out? Part of as part of like the learning process, mm-hmm. like somebody if somebody hit me up after finishing the book and was like, all right, where do I go from here? Yeah, I think after getting a lot of that fundamental stuff down, like here's what a loop is and what it does. Mm-hmm. I think it's still jQuery. I think yeah. it's like get the hang of jQuery. Um, because I, I started with jQuery and then like learned JavaScript backwards from there, kind yeah. of. Yeah, uh, well, a lot of people have done that. Like I know, um, yeah, uh, Paul Irish had a really great talk about uh, the things that he learned about JavaScript from going through the jQuery source code. Yeah, and that was I think it's about three years, four years old now, but it was a really great fundamental, really great talk. But yeah, yeah, but like just tinkering with jQuery, just knowing knowing what the things in jQuery are shortcuts for. I think, and like learning that, learning about that layer, having like a layer of that abstraction on top of the JavaScript you already kind of know. I feel like that carries you pretty far. You know what I mean? Like in various different forms. Um, yeah, I don't know. But in terms of like my day to day resources, I do so much Googling, man. I don't, I got, I got no game genie for JavaScript. <laughs> I, it's a lot of Google. It is a lot of MDN. And, you know, I'm, lucky here at Boku that I'm surrounded by like Mike Panisi, who is one of my tech editors, um, helped author test 262, which is the unit test suite for JavaScript written in JavaScript. And it is just, just terrifying the amount of knowledge here at Boku about JavaScript. And like, I came into here 
you know, responsive web design and super good at CSS and performance, if you don't mind my saying so. Um, I don't. <laughs> but then I walked into like this, this coven of JavaScript, mm-hmm. like ultra developers. And again, not special developer brain developers, but just steeped in it for so long that like they just know it backwards and forwards. So it's nice to be able to throw my hand up and be like, dear God help. Um, and I've been known to trot out the phrase, I put borders on things for a living. Please help me with this. But it's, it has been a learning experience. Yeah. I'm getting better. Yeah. I mean, Boku is awesome. There's lots of great talent at Boku. So, but, uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's good. It makes me feel better that, uh, um, you know, I feel like as someone who's trying to master JavaScript, uh, that I just need to up my Googling skills more and more. Oh, I don't know. I don't know that there's any such thing as mastering it because even here at Boku with the people writing the unit test for JavaScript, half the time I'm here, like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would it work this way? And it's uh, like just the nature of the beast, I think. Maybe the nature of programming, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. As far as resources go, I do spend a lot of quality time with MDN. Okay. Yeah, and, and kudos to MDN. That's awesome. It's a good resource. Cool. Awesome. And still stealing stuff from Filament Group, to be clear. Uh, yeah. Still, still combing through their repo. <laughs> Yoinking code that maybe I wrote at one point and have forgotten how, but, mm. you know. Are you still part of the jQuery group at all? or? No, not really. Um, I, I might still be on the website. But yeah, I, I was really heavily involved while I was at Filament Group with the jQuery mobile team. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much anymore. I did a little bit of UI work way back in the day, too. Right. Um, and we have we have a bunch of jQuery team members here at Bunku, but yeah, not, not so much me anymore. Okay, cool. I thought just I would ask. Because uh, I know there's some good stuff to it for the mobile project, too. Oh, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, anything else we should know about the book? or anything, uh, I, think, I think people should... If they don't use JavaScript daily, I think they should pick it up. That's just my that's my references. Yeah, I mean, just so people hard. Hard to have that context. Yeah, if you're just a designer, I think it's great to you need to know how JavaScript works and put that. Right. In there, I so. mean, you're still still kind of designing around some interactions. So yeah. It doesn't hurt to know like what the underlying mm-hmm. what the mechanism is for putting those interactions together. Mm-hmm. Like, not for nothing, it doesn't hurt when you can go and sit down at the table with with the special developer brained person. You know, it was a developer, developer, and be like, "Look, I get this stuff too." X, Y, Z. It's it's good to have it's good to have talking points when faced with with that kind of situation. Yeah, and if you're and you're like wanting to learn JavaScript, I think it's it's probably the best starting point I've I've found so far for That's for learning JavaScript. So yeah, cool, awesome. Um, uh, is there anything else you want? Like any other projects you're working on right now, or are you just like just uh, taking a break from everything after? launching a book. I mean, with, with the book launch, you know, I kind of thought like, Oh good. The book is launched. Now I can relax for a while, but it turns out there's a lot of, a lot of book periphery that goes on, mm-hmm. uh, planning the 20, the talks for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe part of this year, who can say, <laughs> uh, got some writing things in the works, like for the internet, not for paper. Yeah, that's that's about it. Otherwise, I've taken up baking. Oh, really? Baking? Doing a lot more baking. I did a lot of like cooking, but baking was always some obscure science to me. Okay. Uh, but I'm getting into it. It's it's pretty good. I'm making a lot of bread. Okay. 
Mm. That's what you can do. What type of breads are you making? Uh, I get an Anadama bread. I don't know if you've ever had one of those. It's a very New England, like cornmeal based molassesy bread. No. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. It was the first boule I ever did, which is the like round bread with the cups on the top. Right. Came out pretty good. Oh, pretty nice. good. Uh, a lot of boxing lately. I'm like pre-amateur boxing. Oh, wow. Okay. I will never make it to like actual fights, amateur fights probably, based on my advanced age, 33. Uh, I'm already past boxing retirement age. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been doing with my time. That's pretty awesome. Baking. That's pretty awesome. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you uh, for taking spending time and uh, yeah. and uh, keep on making the web awesome. If I if I make cheerleader you on a little bit more, I'll do my best. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Matt. Uh, where can people find where can people find you on the internet and give you gobs of money? Oh yeah, no, I mean if you want to just mail money, uh, hit me up and I'll send you my my mailing address. Um, I guess Twitter with my condolences in advance. I'm W I L T O on Twitter. In fact, I'm Wilto on GitHub and Dribble and all of the above. It's not even a word, so fortunately, it's never taken by anybody. Um, but yeah, that's me. Okay, cool, awesome. Thanks again, and uh, congrats on the book. Thank you. Thanks for having me.